Hello, Internet peeps. Welcome to Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 121. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm Zach. And we are here for the Trick or Treat special, the horror movies, where, you know, Trick is a bad movie and Treat is a good movie. And today we're picking, uh, we're, we're using Andy's picks, which is Jason X for, for a trick and Event Horizon for a treat. But before we get into that, guys, what the hell you've been watching, playing, or doing? Andy, starting with you. I'm still working on Mario All-Stars. I beat 64. I moved on to Sunshine. Um, uh, I, I'll save some of my thoughts about Sunshine for Accelerated Gamer, but I'm getting to the point where I've just about had it with Sunshine. Um, I watched uh, I watched One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I watched Midsummer. Two movies. That's it. No. Nope. What do you think about Midsummer? It was it was okay. I I think I didn't like it for a lot of the reasons I didn't think I was gonna like it. It was fine. The movie itself is like gorgeous. Like it shot so well, but it just kind of seemed like a meh drama movie hiding inside of what was gonna be a really cool horror movie. Cool. And uh, other than that, n- nothing else? Yeah, not really. Mario, a couple of, couple of movies. Like, I wanted to watch some horror, and then it's just like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest was just on there. I was like, yeah, okay. Okay. Zach, what about you? What are you playing, doing, watching, and playing? I, I think I said that already, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I've been playing uh, Super Mario 64 a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on a switch or like 64. No, no, on in 64. Okay. Um, I still think this game is fun, but I'm starting to feel like, uh, I'm starting to notice a pattern in that, um, I don't like games that make me want to collect things to progress. <laughs> what? Like stars? Yeah. Something about that just turns me off to a game. Usually you- I don't know why it's just like, it's not every game though because I like Donkey Kong, but like I had my limit with that. Like Donkey Kong Country Three to me is just kind of a meh game because it goes overboard with all the collectibles. I'm not saying I don't like Super Mario 64. I'm saying it's like I've noticed this pattern in these games, and it's kind of put a damper on it for me a little bit. Like I'm still having fun with it, but I'm like I can't play it for very long. I'm just playing at times. I'm playing the same level over and over again just to find a star by doing something different. Yeah, you can jump around in levels though. You can go. You can move around. Did you play Odyssey? No. Oh, because that's almost like the same thing where you're collecting moon pieces to. I mean, it would only, it's that's better though because Odyssey outshines it in every way. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> um. I have uh. I've watched these two movies. I also watched uh, Mulholland Drive recently because I wanted to watch a YouTube video about it. <laughs> um, I couldn't, I, like, I started it, and then I was like, I don't remember this movie well enough. I need to sit down and watch it before I even fucking start watching this. <laughs> and then I, I thought about it for, like, a day, and then I went and watched the video. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, great movie. Uh, I have finished all the Batman Judge Dread books. They are, uh, they're just okay. <laughs> it's like really for the spectacle of it. You want to see Batman Judge Dredd in a comic? Yeah. You're not going to get much substance out of it. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Um, 
I st- I've started reading uh, Iron Man uh, Legacy of Doom, and it's a story where apparently Iron Man and Doctor Doom somehow travel back to like Camelot times and they fight each other. <laughs> that's and this awesome. is like this is a continuation of that story, and it's like after that happens, and then like I guess somehow Doctor Doom is able to produce a uh copy of Excalibur or something and then Iron Man creates like a, a, a magic armor to fight him. Oh, you mean like AEW Excalibur? No, I'm kidding. No, fuck excrement. Um <laughs> but uh, that's uh that's kind of been it. I haven't really been doing a lot of gaming or movie watching lately somehow. I've been tied up just doing other stuff. Yeah, I mean we're starting to get into almost christmas territory we're not even through halloween yet um but christmas it hasn't started <laughs> yeah um you know we, i think everybody's just itching to do stuff uh, especially since we've been locked in uh for a long time um yeah everyone thinks oh if i can get to the end of the year everything's gonna change why why do people think that i don't know but florida's wide open everybody we're gonna be a superpower soon um but anyway what i've been playing uh, or actually what I've been watching, I watched Starship Troopers because <laughs> me and my friends wanted to watch it. And I haven't seen that movie in a long time, and that was good. And then we watched Demolition Man. Demolition Man is fucking amazing with Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes. Uh, we watched the European version, and instead of Taco Bell being the last fran- uh, fast food franchise, it was Pizza Hut. So they just changed the logo and it. <laughs> Great movie. Very underrated, in my opinion. Um, What did I play? I played... What did I play? I don't think I played anything significant besides Rocket League, because I was in the mood to play Rocket League this weekend. I, I still need to get back to my backlogs, uh, which is Beyond Good and Evil. And then... Am I allowed to add because i did five of my hit list already am i allowed to add them now or do i gotta wait until next episode we'll do it on the, on the next episode okay you gotta announce it and then they then they become active okay all right uh, other than that that's all i've been doing is uh yeah it, I, it's been, been busy lately uh my my tire and my truck decided to just like lose air out of nowhere when i've been barely driving the fucking thing um, so I had to get that fixed. It was $20. I didn't have to get a new tire, so that was cool. Um, and, uh, that, that's it. I mean, no wrestling. I didn't care for wrestling this weekend. <laughs> so, all right, let's, t- it's time to get into some Jason X. Andy, this is your picks, so I'm going to let you lead it off. Okay, well, Jason X is exactly what it sounds like. Um, uh, it uh, They've captured Jason Voorhees somehow, but they never explain how. And then they've tried to, uh, they explain later, they've tried to execute him by like lethal injection, a gas chamber, and hanging him and shooting him and all this other stuff. And they're like, ah, we'll just freeze him. So uh, they're, they're going to do that. And of course, he like breaks out and kills a bunch of guys and some woman barely freezes him. But then he stabs her through the thing and it's awesome. And you're like, yeah, oh man, oh shit. And uh, she gets frozen too. And then it's like, um, it's the year 2455. <laughs> and I'll tell you how I remembered 
because they said it's the year 20, 2455. And I laughed out loud because that makes it the 24th and a half century. And that's when Duck Dodgers takes place. You know, the old Looney Tunes, Daffy <laughs> Duck making fun of Buck Rogers. It was Duck Dodgers. Yeah. The 24th and a half century. So it takes place at the same time Jason X does. They're probably in the same universe. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know. They bring this woman back. They're like, oh, this other guy's fucked. And then they find out Then David Cronenberg tells him, look, that's Jason Voorhees. For some reason, he's worth a bunch of money. I don't know how that works. I don't know how you're supposed to like sell a corpse and make a bunch of money, but that's what he's going to do. And then, of course, Jason wakes up. Duh. And then he starts killing all these people who are um, like <laughs> two, two, two students are having sex. And Jason's like, what is happening? And he like awakens from his slumber and he goes and kills them. It's hilarious. (laughs) This movie is completely self-aware of what it is. And that's why I love it so much. Like this movie is a complete piece of trash. It feels like something that was made for the sci-fi channel, but they know exactly what they're doing. Every beat in this movie is like, "Mm, that makes sense. That's satisfying. (laughs) But yeah, and then Jason just kills a bunch. He kills a bunch of space marines, and he kills a bunch of uh, student teenagers, and he fights a stupid proto Mila Jovovich character that isn't played by her at all, and um, uh, some space stuff explodes. Whatever. It's it's Friday the Thirteenth in space. What else do you want? I think my favorite part is when they're getting to that one space station, and they're like. You're coming in too hot, and they like they glide off of it, and you're like, "Well, just turn around. Let's go back. We need to go back. We need to go back." And then you just see on the screen it just explodes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Somehow, just breaking the glass dome on it caused the whole thing to explode. <laughs> um, Jason killed all those people. He killed hundreds. Yeah, yeah, I was sitting there thinking about the kill counts. I'm like, how many fucking people are that? Goddamn, his kill counts like over 500 now mm-hmm. <laughs> in this movie. That's right. <laughs> I, I like that when they bring up the history, like, wait, you have Jason Voorhees on there? He has, like, a 200 uh, death count and all that stuff. And I just rolled my eyes, like, so hard. He, he's killed more than 200 people. I think that's what he says. Yeah. I, I didn't realize until you said it, like, when you were giving the opening spiel, that da- that was David Cronenberg. Mm-hmm. David, I was like, great. David Cronenberg has a cameo in Jason X. Isn't that fucked? I was like, what the hell? <laughs> At least I'm pretty sure that's. I'm ninety percent sure. No, I checked. It is. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. Doctor Wimmer. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the weirdo on the the computer screen. Yeah. Um, I mean it, it's a it's a Jason movie, so definitely there's gonna be like titties and like sex. So I was like, all right, it, it redeems it a little bit. Uh, but like at the same time, I do love that like. Even Jason is like self aware, like where the fuck am I? But all these people need to die. <laughs> like he doesn't quite like he he does that like awkward like pause, especially when he's in the VR video game, and he's just like he's chopping these two people up, and they're just like laughing and like saying you know, you know, leave the game and all that stuff, and he's like, what the fuck is going on here? Like I appreciate that because I'm like, come on, like. Even as a monster and you're from like the, the, the 20th century or the 21st century, like you're going to be like, what what's happening? <laughs> and I, I appreciate that they did that. Um, the professor's weird. Uh, he likes to dress up in lingerie and get his nipples uh, 
Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about that scene. That's yeah. bizarre. <laughs> That's pretty fucking weird. Um, don't kink shame people, Dobbs. It's it's still weird. Uh, the robot is probably the stupidest robot alive. Um, yeah, because she it's like, it's like Data with tits. She was hot. She was Millie Jovovich in the Resident Evil movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she she fights him right. And she's doing all these like, oh, I have these moves, and like, and, like shoots the wall down. Which, by the way, it's a fucking space station. Does she have like bullets that pierce through like steel metal? I guess so, right? Maybe. I guess I can't only, really only, con- only through like one layer. Yeah. Yeah, she shoots through one wall, but all the other walls, they're fine. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she like kicks him into the one room where he could like regenerate into whatever he just became. Um, well, it was, to- it was totally, it was totally trash. So I guess they're just like, ah, it's fine. It's probably fucking busted. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, as soon as it started happening, I was like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> oh man. When he comes back, that's like one of my favorite payoffs. It's just like, are you fucking kidding me? That's ridiculous. It, it is. It's so odd. He's like, it's like super shredder. Yeah. He's, he's super Jason. Mm. And then she's like, she tries to shoot him and shit, and then punch him, and it doesn't work. And she's like, you guys might just want to run. And he just knocks her head off immediately. Like, no, that's not a fight anymore. That's done. He's like, I've had enough of this. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I do like that, uh, you know, the person that they brought back to life, I forgot her name, but, you know, she's from the time where Jason was frozen. Uh She's the only smart girl that goes, what if we just, like, go in that part of the ship and, like, blow it up? <laughs> and they're just yeah, like... They're all, like, natives of this time and should know the technology. And she's like, what if we do this other thing? I do like that they're like, can't they just beam us off? And they're all like, what? Beam us off? Yeah. <laughs> this isn't Star Trek, you dumbass. <laughs> you dumb bitch. Um... I mean, this is your typical Jason movie or Friday the 13th, if you want to get technical. In space! But in space. Uh, By the way, a little history. Apparently, uh, this was uh, done like in 96 or something like that. Uh, And they saved it because they they didn't know when to release it. Because Freddy versus Jason got delayed, they just put this film in there. And And it was in theaters. This, this movie was released to theaters because people were getting blue balls because Freddy vs. Jason got delayed. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Um, I mean, I, I like it. I like it because it's cheesy as fuck, uh, and I had a blast watching it. Um, I did roll my eyes a lot, but at the same time, uh, I was just like, it's a fucking Jason movie, dude. <laughs> And there's really nothing you go deep into. I bet you we could find a lot of things bad with this film, uh, which is most of it. <laughs> oh, God, like the special effects, the weird CGI shit, the fucking Andy already said it looked like a sci-fi production. It definitely does, especially mm. of that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The sets and the props are all like, I don't know, they look off. They all look like, I don't know, like every it- everything's like, oversized or something like all the rifles look huge ridiculous like, like that I girl know, picks I up they're going for like a bfg kind of thing 
One of them says BFG, actually. Yeah, they, with he the says, do you have the BFG? And the guy's got, like, a big-ass gun. It's like a, I, I like, I, it, cool, but I, I, I don't know. They all look and feel off to me. Like, they didn't – I didn't feel like they were getting the right tone. I, I just couldn't get over how much it looked like some kind of, like, mid-'90s sci-fi TV show set. Yep. That maybe lasted – it was a show that lasted, like, maybe two seasons. It's something you get in a DVD pack at Walmart in one of those bins. When did Doom 2 come out, by the way? Doom 2? Yeah, like the game. Uh, I think it was 94. So I have a theory that maybe Paul W.S. Anderson played Doom 2, and he's like, I have this IP. Oh, wait, no, that's Event Horizon. My bad. Whoever was the director for uh, Jason X um, played Doom 2 and was just like, I have this property. Um, let's just make a Doom movie and just put Jason in there. Like, he's the demon. And then we can put, like, these weird little fucking creatures in the VR game that can kind of make things uh, like that. But, like, it, everything felt like a Doom... Like, if Doom... Doom the movie with The Rock in it, if this was a prototype, I feel like this was a prototype for a Doom movie. <laughs> That's how I felt. Especially with, with the Marines. It kind of felt like that. It hits a lot of those tropes, too. Yeah, Yeah, it's like, this is like a Jason movie mixed in with, like, a stereotypical space movie. It has to do with, like, ships landing somewhere and doing bullshit or something gets on the ship. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of stuff. I don't know. So your favorite part of the movie is when the ship skimmed the fucking Solaris space station, I guess. I mean, it destroyed it. (laughs) I mean, another one um, would have to be uh, <laughs> when the uh, t- the two kids were having sex, and he just like came in and just like stabbed the kid, and then the blood went on her face. I was like, "That's fun." Oh my! My favorite part is right when they're trying to get out of there, and they're like, "Oh, we need a distraction," and they use the hollow deck to like. Yeah. Like make it seem like they're like oh, make it look like Crystal Lake in 1980, and there's there's two chicks there, and they're like, "Hey, do you want a beer? Do you want to smoke a doobie? Where do you want to have some premarital sex?" Jason's <laughs> like, "I'm so angry right now." And it cuts away, and then when it cuts back, <laughs> they're both in sleeping bags, and he's using one of them to beat the other one to death. Yeah, I forgot about that scene. That that scene probably is which, fucking rad. Which is a, a kill gag from one of the earlier movies. He does. He slams a person in a sleeping bag against a tree in five, I think. I think it's five. I, I fucking love that. I love that that was just a callback to that. <laughs> and he just keeps on wailing and he's like, <laughs> oh man. Um, I did not like any of the characters in this movie at all. <laughs> I guess the only person that I kind of liked was the and this is a little bit like the the lady from you know the time uh, before she got frozen and I want to say the marine black dude I, I, I like I like gruff no nonsense military black man yeah. in both movies <laughs> <laughs> they could have been the same character I wouldn't even know but mm. no, I, I like uh I like um at the end. It's the dumbest thing. He's coming right for us. Like, I fucking laughed. And then he stops him. Flying through space toward them. And then he's like, ah, I got you, motherfucker. And he likes it. It's the dumbest thing in the world. 
And then, and then like, they... I don't understand why they cut to the part where, like, they have to go through the atmosphere. I guess to get that one scene where you see the mask go into the lake and stuff. It's kind of cool. It's like they burn up in the atmosphere. It's kind of neat. And it's supposed to be like, maybe he survived. And, you know, the mask is in there. I hope not. Because that means there's going to be, like, a Crystal Lake 2 or Earth I wish. I wish they would have made a direct sequel to Jason X, goddammit. But now everyone forgot about this one as soon as... Freddy versus Jason came out. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Is there anything else we should talk about before we move on to a good movie? <laughs> no, there's there's not a whole lot to say about Jason X, but I I I unironically love this movie. I think it's one of the best Friday the 13th movies. Because after the first, maybe the second one, those movies are all just parodies of themselves. And at Jason X, they're like, these movies are parodies of themselves. Let's just make a self-aware piece of shit and just have fun. And I think that's what happened. I think everyone who worked on this movie had fun. Mm -hmm. None of of them thought they were making a good movie, and they sure shit didn't. Yeah. So I guess we're all recommending this bad, good movie. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah, if you get a bunch of friends over, fucking have some drinks and watch Jason X. And laugh. I I watched it totally sober, and it was still funny. Yeah. (laughs) I totally recommend it. I I had a blast watching it. All right. So, Andy, Event Horizon. This is your first time seeing this movie? Yeah, I'd never seen Event Horizon before. But every time I look up, like, best sci-fi horror, because that's one of my favorite genres, the sci-fi horror, because some of my favorite movies of all time are, like, The Thing, Alien, stuff like that. But you look up lists of the best ones, and it's those two movies, and, like, a bunch of shit I've seen, and then Event Horizon out of nowhere. And I was always like, I guess I better see Event Horizon. I had no idea it was directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. Like, I forget all the time, after we watched all the Resident Evil movies, that he had, like, a really good career when he was starting out. He did, like, Mortal Kombat, and he did this. And then he did a bunch of Resident Evil movies, and they were all terrible. (laughs) I noticed, looking this movie up, uh, that it bombed horribly at the box office. It did, but apparently there's another. there was another cut of this movie that had, like, an extra, like, 30 minutes of extreme gore, and, like, it was, it was way more harsh and stuff. And um, one of the producers of it uh, later came to Paul W.S. Anderson. It was like, eh, I think we kind of fucked you when this movie came out. Maybe we should think about releasing your cut of the movie and they like looked all over for the footage and couldn't find it for the longest time and then it turned up on a vhs in like the 2000s but it was like completely fucked and they couldn't use it and i guess they had to dispose of it that's what i read i don't know why you do that Mm -hmm. but apparently they've looked high and low for it and this this is 1997 right yeah so the digital film and, and all that stuff hadn't quite become the norm yet so a lot of this was stored on like vhs and a bunch of like who the fuck cares kind of stuff and it's all degraded and lost apparently i meant to look into this but apparently some of the footage they found to this was stored in a salt mine in transylvania tell me that's not cursed what the hell (laughs) and that bizarre but they they scoured all over where the movie was released like looking for bits and pieces of of some of the other footage but that that might have been bullshit that just sounds like oh that's how cursed event horizon is oh my god but uh i the plot of the movie is i mean it's very doom like this movie was like I mean, you take like a lot of elements of doom and you take some of the art direction from 
Alien and Hellraiser and like the setting, like the lived in future from Alien. And then you take the put a bunch of goofy shit on Sam Neill from Mouth of Madness. And then you take some of the set pieces from The Shining and you take the premise from 2010. Bada bing, you got Event Horizon. Yeah. Um, again, this is another movie that's cut and dry. Like all the spaceship Event Horizon is, you know, what was it by like Neptune or something like that? Yeah. 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 The eighth planet. That's what they said. And it was like really almost falling into the into the planet it was super low orbit they said it was in the upper ionosphere or something so that means there's like lightning storms outside the whole time and it adds to the atmosphere super great yeah and like you know they're doing the rescue mission and you know dr weir is like the uh creator of that uh ship uh you find out that how he travels through space is through opening up a portal but they kind you kind of they kind of go like we what do you mean what portal He's like, I don't know, it's just a fucking portal. We we end up on the other side. And then you find out, like, later on, it's, like, almost hell. <laughs> Where you just, you know, you see your darkest fears and shit. Uh, and what did you think of the spookiness of this movie? Did you think it hit really well, especially with the jump scares? I like it a lot, but the jump scares were all, like, normally I'm a, I'm a big wimp when it comes to jump scare kind of stuff. But this movie did it so much, so often, and so poorly, I, like, got numb to it after a while. Because most of this movie's jump scares are, like, okay, the scene is really quiet. And then it's, like, wow, loud noise. And it's, like, a door's opening or something. Mm-hmm. Every, they do that, like, fucking eight times or something in the first act. And after a while, I was, like, I'm just, this movie's not going to, it, it can't. Mm-hmm. Also, I found out uh, at the beginning when he's in that space station and the stupid window's open, I guess that sound effect is stolen from Doom. Oh yeah, I just noticed that as well. No, I, I I didn't notice it at all. I read it somewhere. Yeah, because I, I, I actually I liked this movie enough that I was like screwing around on my phone after I watched it, like reading stuff about it. I I don't. This movie is so cool. I really like it. Hmm. Um. So Zach, what about you? What's your thoughts on the movie? Uh, this was my first time watching this movie too, and uh, I I liked it pretty well. Like I I forgot. Paul W.S. Anderson directed this as well. Um, like you were saying before we got on, I could kind of see a little bit of his his stylings in this. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. I think, like, if he's paired with a decent enough screenwriter or whatever. And a cast. If there's a good, if there's a good enough story, I guess he can make a pretty good movie. But if it's just he's got shit people and they got shit material, mm-hmm. it's just... It's just yeah, he had. I think I even remember saying when we were reviewing the Resident Evil movies, especially toward the end when they started to get more fun, that I wished he would just make a post-apocalyptic action movie. Yeah, and I think this movie is a good example of if you just let him do his own thing. Apparently, he makes a really good movie. So he shouldn't have made Resident Evil movies. He should have made other movies. Well, he made bank. On, he made bank on those movies though. Yeah, that's true. He made a fuck ton of money on him. So I I don't know. That's that's what I would like him to do then. And I, he yeah. didn't I don't think he wrote this. I think this is based on someone else's work. But they were like, "Hey, I've got a treatment for a thing." And he's like, "Yeah, I want to make this." And they they based some of the horror, the the visualization off of some art somewhere in, in an art gallery and it's, it's all fucked up and crazy. Oh my god. But 
I still he he controlled a lot more of this movie, and I think that pays off. I think it looks really good, and that that's including the fact that they cut like half an hour out of this movie, and that this isn't like his actual vision. If this movie had been made ten years later, there'd be like a super long director's cut Blu-ray of it. But things as they are, that footage is lost. Mm-hmm. Zach, anything else to add, or was that all you had? Um, no, I guess not really. Without starting to get into like all the little scenes and stuff that we liked or whatever. Yeah, let's but do it. I guess I'll start that off in the beginning. Like, uh, he's uh, Doctor Ware's already like he's having hallucinations and shit already of apparently life. yeah like it, it, it's either like at first it seems like going in blind it's like oh he's just got some mental problems he needs to sort through maybe mm. some trauma but then it's like when you get later on in the movie and you see like all other people are like experiencing bullshit like this these weird hallucination visions of like shit that happened to them or their fears or whatever yeah. it made me think was he already affected by this shit like way back when he apparently built the ship and stuff? Yeah, and they kind of hint that a little bit because before they even went on Event Horizon when they had to go in their little chambers and sleep, he started dreaming about his wife and stuff and having those fears. I had a take on that too, though, and that was I think the ship is more likely to affect you if you already have a pre pre-existing like like something something's bothering you and i think he has like a post-traumatic episode because his wife killed herself because he was gone he was off doing his job and she kills him kills herself and he's real distraught about that so he's already like fucked in the head so the ship gets to him easy but then there's that woman and her son is crippled or something has disease because his legs were all fucking like diseased up up and he's in a wheelchair and that bothers her because she wanted to not come on the mission because she was supposed to be with her son, but her they're they're divorced or something, and he's gonna be with her ex or whatever. But that's bothering her. So the the person who's second most affected is her because she's she's bothered by that. And then um, Lawrence Fishburne is also affected because he has that deep seated thing he's never told anyone about, where he watched a he left someone behind because he had to save himself and four other people, and he left a guy to burn, even though he's like, oh, save me, oh my gosh, and that's always fucked with him. So he starts seeing that. I think it was just some of the other characters didn't necessarily have a tragic past, so it didn't affect them right away. Yeah, like uh, Stark, the um, the lieutenant girl, like she was, uh, she was on the ship pretty much the whole time with them, and she never experienced any weird uh, happenings or anything. Right. Um, what about the the kid, the first person that was kind of affected? I think um, were they pulled through it, so he was fucked no matter what. You can have <laughs> the best mental health ever, and I think you go you go through that portal, and you're like, oh my god, I want to die, and he did want to die, I guess. So we, I mean, we're assuming they don't outright tell you that it's hell, but we're we can assume that it's hell, right? Well, he says. Uh, he's uh, Lawrence Fishburne says it's hell, and then uh, Sam Neill is like, "Oh, hell's just a word. This is way worse." Bleh. Like toward the end, when he when the, the things count down, mm. it's the chaos dimension. Yeah, it's like a dimension of pure chaos. And I was like, "That's very D and D of you," but okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It does sound like the traditional like medieval torturous 
you know, repentant Christian version of hell. I, I was kind of picturing like some Cthulhu-ish fucking shit. Really. I, kept, I kept expecting them to bring up the Cthulhu mythos, but no, that's not part of this. But speaking of that, I'm glad you brought that up, Zach, because apparently, uh, maybe we don't need, <laughs> maybe don't we don't need Paul W. S. Anderson's uh, uh, cut because apparently he wanted actual aliens on that ship, and they were supposed to have tent- tentacles and all that stuff. So maybe it's good that that cut was gone. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Um, I kind of. I, I don't know, but w- they wanted to have aliens on the ship and it be alive, or is that what they decided to change it to at some point? I heard that there were supposed to be aliens on the ship, and they were uh, come through that portal pretty much. It is still weird that um they're like, oh, the ship's alive. It's been gone for seven years, and now it's got an essence. Hmm. That's weird. I like the idea that it's a portal to this hell-like area. Uh, I started reading some fan uh, fiction stuff where the Hellraiser uh, timeline uh, bleeds in with Event Horizon. Yeah, that sounds like it would work. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it, the Dr. Weir has that like pinhead kind of geometry on his face without the pin pins in it, so... Like, that's the first thing that I was, I was like, is this something I have to do with Hellraiser when I first saw this movie? Man, when I first saw it, I thought of In the Mouth of Madness immediately. Me too. I never saw that movie, so. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, Lawrence Fishburne is, is good in this movie. Uh, He's great. Uh, what, what, who else was it? Uh, the Doctor. What was the Doctor's fear? Because he, like, almost stabbed somebody. What was his darkest fear? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe the ship also just makes people more, like, wrathful or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The other you guy. I really saw what, what his deal was. You know, I noticed something, though, was, like, at the end when after uh, Sam Neill was, like, he ripped his eyes out and he was crazy. Um, spoiler. <laughs> uh, the he was attacking the attacking the doctor guy, and he, he like put him on that table, and he ripped his shirt off. He had like a huge incision, like an old scar tissue from where it looked like he already got ripped apart and worked. Yeah, on he already had a like a long scar, and maybe that was just maybe just the actual actor had like a pacemaker put in or something. I have no idea, but that that did like as soon as I saw that, I was like, wait a minute, is there? Am I missing something? Maybe that's in the cut footage. I don't know. Maybe. maybe. Um. What else? Uh, I do like the scene where Dr. Weir goes into like that little uh, corridor thing to like fix whatever electrical thing he's doing. And I got alien vibes right away. And that's when like his wife shows up and does that jump scare. Uh, seeing this, the movie the second time, I was ready for the jump scare. But because the noise was really fucking loud, I still jumped. So <laughs> I did not flinch. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I just the movie like desensitized me to jumps, and the, it telegraphs all of them because as soon as the music would cut out, it, you could almost count to like five or something, and there would be a jump jump scare. I have like a super high tolerance for jump scares. It's almost to the point to where it's like I'm almost unaffected by them. I don't. I'm the opposite. I'm affected like like when sometimes when I watch movies, if I'm getting too spooked, I'll look it up. There's a website that'll like tell you if a movie has jump scares. <laughs> And if you want, you can click it and it'll tell you the time codes. I've done it before. 
that's funny. I, I guess it's just because I played so many horror games, done so much shit that I just I, I built up this huge tolerance to it. So it's like it has to be a really good one to actually get me. Mm. The last time I got genuinely jump scared was when I played PT. That was it. Yeah, that's probably one of the scariest video games I ever played. Let me let me change it. It's one of the scariest pieces of media I've ever encountered. Yeah, yeah. Very scariest uh, demo I ever played because it was only a demo. So, um, Cooper, let's talk about Cooper because he's like the smartest person <laughs> to like be on that chip, in my opinion. Uh, he was not affected, right? If I remember, I don't think he ever boarded the ship. Uh, until like that at the end when they were trying to just get the fuck out of there because everything was like going to hell. Mm -hmm. um, like he was busy doing repairs, I think. Yeah, I like they set him up early on to be like the best character. It seemed like everyone who was working on this movie was just in on the fact that oh, every this is a likable guy. We're gonna make him the best. He he told all the funny jokes. Mm -hmm. He's like he's like hey hey uh, you want something hot and black? She's like no. How about some coffee then? Huh? <laughs> 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 just, um no he also had some like they were super cheese ball lines where like where he's like float through space he's like oh shit ah! it just seems like something that's just funny from like the early aughts or something it's really over the top but i mean it's the fits he's like flying off into space i guess i'd flip out a little bit too i would flip out too it wouldn't be like like those movies like gravity or moon or something i'd be like oh my fucking god i'd be freaking out <laughs> Yeah, because when that piece of ship like twirls him into space and stuff, he's like, "Motherfucker, goddamn it!" Like he says something along that line, but then he like compromises and he's like, "I'm just going to use my oxygen tank to like use as a a jet." Wait, he like he like rationalizes. He calms himself down. He says, "I'll do this. That's my only chance." And it's not even like he has a jetpack. He like improvises something using his air tank. Oh, it's cool as hell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought and that was neat. Like one of the coolest moments is when they're like in the standoff and the in the the cockpit and he's at the window and he's yeah. just that motherfucker. <laughs> and the sam neil shoots him with that stupid repair gun thing and it blows the window out that part's bad as hell i love it at the whole time i was just thinking i was like all that work just to get blown out again yeah and, and then obviously we see him you know go and come back into the ship and i'm like nice because i was i was rooting for the whole time and when he got to the window and then, and then just got blown away, I was like, fuck. Um, trying to think what else about this movie. I really like the hell thing. I like the portal thing. Uh, Can you talk about the ending? Like the very ending? Yeah, let's talk about that. So, do you think they're in like an endless, like, endless loop of hell? Or are, are they just saying, you know, that the evil's still there, lingering? Well, they do a fake out because they're like, they get discovered by a rescue team and they come in and they, they take um, the blonde woman out. I can't remember her name. And the guy takes his mask off and it's like, oh shit, it's, it's Sam Neill. It's crazy demon man. Uh, and then it's a fake out. Oh, she's just imagining it. And they're like, actually, they're actually there. And the, the um, Cooper's trying to calm her down. But she never saw him like that, did she? So would she know that he, I don't know. That, that was really confusing to me. Well, she saw the, when he did his eyeball thing. So I guess maybe seeing something terrible like that, but not how he was where. Yeah, with all the, the lines. Yeah. 
So that's what indicated to me that maybe like it's not just a hallucination. Maybe she's actually like been affected by the ship and and by him because how else would she know that he looked like that after he like came back and was fighting Lawrence Fishburne in the in the reactor room or whatever? Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just a, a filmmaking thing that they fucked up. But I don't know. To me, that was supposed to indicate maybe there's more going on than you see. Maybe, you know. Zach, what I about? thought I, I thought there was a little bit more going on there. I think that the the remainder of the ship is affected by the chaos bullshit or whatever. Yeah, they said like the whole ship had been affected by it. And just because the, the thing was the heart or whatever, I think they're still kind of fucked. Yeah, because it's like, okay, so that would explain why she sees sam neal's final form form. (laughs) yeah this is my final form and uh, super saiyan sam neal but like when she wakes up again if you notice like oh they're zooming out like no it's okay everything seems okay the fucking doors to that uh that area of the ship shut on their own and it's just like oh yeah like it kind of just seemed like a cut to black credits thing but if you take it literally it does kind of seem like you know that's how that's how I took it. It was like, oh, they're fucked. It's it's gonna kill them. <laughs> well, that, that yeah, that's what I got out of it too. I was like, there's two things that probably happen. Either a they're stuck in purgatory where they're just gonna keep on fucking <laughs> getting all scared of the fears and shit uh, from Doctor Weir, or they're actually rescued, but because the ship is all uh, you know have the chaos stuff on it um, that. The, you know, when the doors were closing, is like the evil's still there. They're all gonna die now, and that's what I got out of the ending, in my opinion. So, um, I I like this movie. I this is my fifth time seeing it, so <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I highly recommend it. What about you guys? Oh, I I very highly recommend it. I I enjoyed this movie a lot. Like I thought I would just like it, but I I like I said I was thinking about it a lot, like looking up stuff about it. Mm. Zach, what about you? Yeah, I like it pretty well. I was uh, a little surprised by it. It's weird because it seems like uh, critically it's panned. Like, it seems like the critics don't like this movie much at all. Fuck them. Yeah, yeah, fuck them. I like it. It's horror and it's sci-fi. Like, professional critics hate both of those. You're right. You're 100% right about that. I mean, if it's not like 2001 or like Interstellar, maybe... What's their problem, man? Don't they got any goddamn imagination? Don't they want to like be have, be scared? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there's 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 lots of stuff that you could talk about with this movie that I think makes it sound intelligent too. There's like tone and theming and stuff, and a lot of it's like really on the nose. And I I get that. Like it's this subtlety isn't what this movie's going for. But I don't know. I st- I still feel like there's a lot there if you really want to think about it. Mm-hmm. It's a good blockbuster style sci-fi horror movie yeah 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 yep so some of the effects hold up okay too some of them are meh, but most of them hold up pretty well i thought a lot, of that, a lot of that floating junk like when they get into the event horizon that's supposed to be like oh this is just like space debris mm-hmm. was like very obviously cg it didn't look very good yeah some of the liquids didn't look very good but a lot of like the flotsam and the gunk looked fine and the ships i think were models so they looked great yeah all the ship interior i loved all the ship interiors and shit it just looked like oh yeah that looks like something humans would build it has that (laughs) lived in future aesthetic that alien pioneered i love that 
by yeah, the, me too. By the way, the uh, the sets were built in like one of the studios that uh, uh, Kubrick used, Eyes Wide Shut. Eyes Wide Shut was being shot in the same building at the same time as this movie. That's true. Yep. So that's interesting. Um, again, highly recommend it. Now, uh, do we have any final sayings or do you guys want to know about next week's uh, movies? Um, uh, the space horror. It's great. I love it. Watch, watch more of it. Space, space movies. <laughs> All right, guys, my picks are coming up next for trick, a trick or treat. So my trick is going to be Manos, the hands of fate. Uh, and then my treat is going to be it follows. Uh, I think I already checked both movies are on, one movie is on Amazon prime and the other one is on Netflix. So yeah, sorry. Neither of my movies were on anything. I didn't even think about that. It's all good. It, it was the great six bucks I ever spent on Amazon. <laughs> oh my God. I don't have $6. Yeah, I mean, maybe some of our listeners were like, you know, cheapskates, but come on, you guys are cheating yourselves. These movies are both great. Yep. Yeah. So remember to watch my movies, come back and then we'll talk about it. Uh, I don't have any news to talk about. I mean, they released the Netflix trailer during Tokyo game show that, uh, you know, Resident Evil Infinite Darkness or whatever it's called. The one about Wesker's daughters. <laughs> the stupid plot that we read about. Uh, they just showed Leon and Claire, and that's how the, the trailer ended. Just so that, I guess, people could get hype from the old school. Stuff. Shouldn't there be a lot more gaming news coming out of TGS? You would think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I will say real quick, just on that, uh, note about the trailer is seeing that it was going to be CG instead of live action did make me look I feel a little bit better about it now yeah just a little unless they do a swerve and they just like here's the live action and I'm like ugh oh, God. but um oh and I know I kind of like was doing rumors with Xbox about Sega apparently that's still up in the air about Microsoft acquiring Sega, and also <laughs> there is up in the air about Microsoft acquiring fucking Capcom. If they do that, that's crazy. There's There's been a thousand clickbait articles I've seen in the last week or so. Microsoft might be buying Sega. Microsoft definitely not buying Sega. Here's why. Microsoft might be buying a Japanese studio. Which one could it be? Microsoft's doing this. Sega's doing that. Just okay, we get it. It might happen, it might not. We're gonna wait and see. Yeah, uh, I think the obvious choice is Sega. Um, but I wish it was Konami, god damn it. Yeah, um, but if they get Capcom, that's a big fucking swipe. Uh, if anything, uh, that would be surprising to me. That would be genuinely shocking. Like, I mean, Sega would be shocking, but Capcom, that'd be a weird one, yeah, because that means, I mean. I have a feeling Resident Evil would still be on like Sony and all that stuff, but like other uh, titles being on just Xbox. Oh, and Phil Spencer finally said something about along the line that uh, games like, uh, you know, if a Fallout 5 comes out, Elder Scrolls, it's going to be exclusive to Xbox and PC. So if you want to play those games, you're going to have to buy a Series X or have a better computer to play it. Hmm. Um and that's all. That's all I have until pretty much 
two months when the actual systems come out and you know we hear and all hopefully no bad things like the thing is breaking down or something or no red ring of death red ring i got news okay uh next month uh there's a new season of mandalorian coming out so there's a star wars serial and it's mandalorian themed and i bought it and it's not good don't buy it <laughs> it doesn't have enough child marshmallows in it for me that's what I was getting ready to say. How many, how many marshmallows are in it? No, not enough. Fuck. It's just the cereal tastes fine, and then it's got marshmallows in it that are shaped like the ch- baby Yoda, shaped like the child's face. Yeah, but yeah. not near enough of them. The box is cool. I, I, I was, I was shopping, and I impulse, I was like, oh, Star Wars cereal. That sounds awesome. I'm gonna buy you, that because I'm a child. You need to hang on to the box and keep it in your basement for like thirty years, and then you can like sell it. It's open though. I opened. people will still pay for the box i noticed when i got home though that on the back it looks like it looks like uh art from like an old uh late 80s comic or like a tops trading card and it says like number 11 and it's just like a picture of the child and a little bit of mando in it i was like oh my god is there at least 11 variants of this box to collect that's that's pathetic and sad i hate it (laughs) (laughs) all right i guess we're gonna That that was my review of star wars cereal nice uh, I, I think that's where we'll end it here. Um, if you want to catch more Big Trouble Little Podcasts or Get In Some Color or The Nemesis Project, make sure you go to Spotify, Google uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Red Circle and type in Nerd Review Network, and boom, you got all the episodes there. Um, soon we're going to be, what was it, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be recording episode two of Accelerated Gamer. A week from Friday, I think. Cool. So keep an eye out on that next month when we do release it. But um, until next time, everybody, peace out. Thanks for listening. Bye.